Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bert. This is Jake. Jake had my first draft last night. Dynasty draft. Dynasty show for all the Dynasty players. It's Monday. That sucks. I'm still in New York, which really, really sucks. But we have a whole con- a whole week's worth of content coming for you that is going to be coming out this week while I'm in uh, in L.A., Beverly Hills. We love the stars in this podcast. Jake, how are you? Doing well, buddy. And uh, just a little bit of a side note here for us. The Superflex is full. So we'll get that draft order as soon as possible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we did this dynasty draft last night. I know that I was uh, I was keeping Jake very much in the loop with how things were, were, were going. So here's how it went. I picked from the sixth overall spot. And... My goal coming in was always going to be collect as many assets as I possibly could. And that's really what I tried to do. Try and draft young. The average age of my team, Jake, I calculated it out. The average age of this team is 23.4 years old. I have three guys over the age of 27. That's how you got to do it. I mean, you either got to be like balls to the wall, all in. That's what I kind of tried to do when I... Because I'm in, I'm in year five of my dynasty league. I think it's five, it's four or five. Who knows what, what happens with time? But when I first started, and I actually have another dynasty startup too. Um, I tried to do the same thing. It was kind of guys on that first contract, or were looking for their first contract. Sure. And it and it worked out really well. Um, really tried to go pretty much very receiver heavy too, because the shelf life of receivers as opposed to running backs for those premium assets, but. Uh, do you either got to go with that strategy or you have to go like, okay, you know what? I want to win the league early on and get a return on my investment, then just figure out the rebuild from there. So you can't be like in the middle or else you're just stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there was one, there was one team very specifically that was very much in the middle. Um, everyone else, it was very clear either going for it or not going for it. I was one of those teams that decided to not go for it. And there was another team that was very much the same boat. Um, we'll, we'll cover them in a minute, but I just want to read out my team as a whole and then get Jake's thoughts on the team before we go into much more general discussion about how this draft went. Cause this draft was very, very interesting. Uh, I thought, so I took Garrett Wilson. Then I took Jonathan Taylor. Then I took Joe Burrow, which that'll be a discussion that we, that we have for sure. Uh, I took Kenneth Walker in the fourth round. Jordan Addison, Brandon Ayuk, Rashad White, Amari Cooper in round eight, Dallas Goddard, Rashad Bateman, Deshaun Watson, Tank Bixby, Greg Dolchich, Jalen Reed, Cedric Tillman, Jamal Williams, Wandell Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Rashid Shahid, Will Levis, Kenny Gainwell, and our very good friend, Deion Jackson. So, Jake, just overall encompassing thoughts uh, about, about the team that I drafted, which I did send to you uh, last night. Yeah, I should, I, I'm going to pull that up. Sure. Uh, just from just from a, uh, I know we discussed the whole taking Joe Burrow early. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's going to be a whole conversation that we we talk probably. About it, it, it's tough to really forecast the draft, um, especially where you were picking because it's one of those things where, and I honestly had the same thing happen in, in my startup dynasty where I was kind of kicking myself for taking a QB a little bit earlier. 
and I was sitting in like maybe the 11th or 12th round that I'm like, oh, snap, there's there's QBs available that I could have taken and I kind of feel dumb. It, it, it's unavoidable because, look, there could be a massive run on QBs. And if you sit on your hands for too long, you're stuck with nobody. And that's not a place you want to be in either. So I definitely understand the thought process there. I think just looking at your team, I and this is a thing that I try to avoid doing in Dynasty. And I think we we spoke about it when I mentioned Damian Pierce. And I think this kind of applies with, with Rashad White to a much lesser degree. I just get the fear that he's not the long-term guy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they could be picking in a spot next year and they get the best running back on the board to pair with Rashad White. And it's like Rashad White's a little watered down probably for where you invested a dynasty asset. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Rashad White could be awesome this year. And I love Rashad White coming into this year. I'm just thinking more of a long-term view. Could I see a world where they go get a Jonathan Taylor in the draft or uh, like a, a – not really like a Bijan, but like Jonathan Taylor is a great analogy, right? He's a Brees sure. Hall is another good one, right? Remember, everybody liked Michael Carter after his rookie year, and then the Jets are like, yeah, Michael Carter is good and all, but we're going to go get an X-Factor like Brees Hall. I, I worry about that a little bit with White. Um, but also, look, Addison will be great, I think. I think I don't know where you picked him from exactly, but I think that's definitely a good guy to have in your long-term plans. I picked plans. him in round five. Round five. Okay, so that's probably – I'm a little unfamiliar with the current ADPs of Dynasty. I should probably get a little bit more familiar with it, but that sounds like a track. So I think JSN's, what, like a, th- a third-round pick in Dynasty so formats? J- so JSN went at the 3-4 turn. I took Addison at the 5-6. I took Addison over the likes of Jerry Judy, Zay Flowers, Calvin Ridley, and Christian Watson. I think I would have taken Watson if I, I were you. I thought about it. My only my only caveat with that is I do have a keeper league where I do have Christian Watson. So that so you didn't really want to own him. I didn't want to have him in in two spots. That that was just my selfish way of looking at it. But if I did not have Christian Watson in that keeper league, he probably would have been the pick here. Yeah, I would say Watson or maybe to a much lesser extent. I mean, Ridley's what, like 27, 28. So I could see why you passed on him. Yeah, I could see why you passed on him there. I think Watson probably would have been the guy I took, but uh, I understand if you have him in mm-hmm. another place and you didn't want to have the double share, that's fine. Yes, we don't really know what Jordan Love is. Purely my reason. Yeah, and and, and it's interesting because I, I feel like I've defended Kenneth Walker a lot to you on this program, and here you are taking Kenneth Walker. Was there any de- Was there any spot in the draft where Zach Charbonnet was available to where you, you contemplated it, or he just go a lot earlier than you anticipated? So I con- I contemplated him over Rashad White in round seven. I would have taken I would have taken White. I would have taken White. So then, yeah, that was that was the spot then. Where he he was a seventh-round guy, Zach Charbonnet. That's Charbonnet, interesting. Charbonnet went at the 8.4. He went a pick before me when I was up in in round eight. I guess I guess the uh, the Charbonnet manager kind of thought that I was going to be going in that direction uh, when I really just did not have any plans on doing that at all. Like, I really yeah. – I had no interest in Charbonnet. So if, that, if his move was to you know, try and block me, then that's fine. It didn't really work. Because I just managed then to land Amari Cooper, who I, I mean, how how Amari Cooper was sitting there around eight. I, I have the, the the faintest idea when there were guys like uh, Hollywood, Chris Godwin, uh, even Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, though, was t- was taken by a team that's also rebuilding. So I understand the Dotson pick there. But like, come on now. Cooper in round eight. Are, are we kidding? That's fine. And you could you could definitely cash him in for some things that for will help you out sure. in the future. 
I'm sure, sure if Deshaun Watson's as good as we think he'll be this year. But I actually really want to go back to the top of your draft here. Sure. You really don't have any concern whatsoever about Jonathan Taylor and, and, and having some back issues already as a young player. Cause me personally, that's kind of a guy that I think I'm going to fade in my startup in a few weeks. So it definitely, it definitely was a concern, but the way I look at the way I look at it also is I look at two things. One, if he's with the Indianapolis Colts, you know, he's going to be, they're going to give him the ball as much as humanly possible. That works. And he's probably going to be a guy that has a four or five year window for me. Number two, I just look at the other running backs that were in and around the area. There really wasn't that kind of guy that I was so comfortable with as a, as a rebuilding team that I really wanted to go and take. Like after Jonathan Taylor, after I took Taylor, it was Eckler, Jacobs, Barkley, ETN, Chubb. Those were the running backs in rounds two and round three. It was a very wide receiver heavy start. And even the running backs for a team, I really wanted Jameer Gibbs. Like that was the guy that I really wanted to try and get. But then when Jameer Gibbs went again, a pick before me, I had to make a little bit of a gut check and just decide, okay, what do I want to do here? Do I want to try and maybe go for this? Or am I okay with taking Jonathan Taylor, who before all of this was my sixth overall player in Dynasty? Do I am I okay with taking Jonathan Taylor in the second round? And if for whatever reason he misses games, which I don't think he's going to, but just say worst case scenario he does, it doesn't really impact me all that much because it's not like I have a team around him that is meant to go for it. Like if I if I took Jonathan Taylor on a team that I expect to win this year, then I would be extremely nervous. But for a team where I have so many younger assets around him, and if I don't win a game, I don't really care. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with taking with taking the chance on Jonathan yeah. Taylor. And for what it's worth, again, I don't think that Jonathan Taylor misses a single game. I think Jonathan Taylor does does show up. Same thing with Josh Jacobs for 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 what it's worth. That's fine. I do just worry a little bit about his body potentially breaking down as he gets older because it's not really great to have back issues at, no. at this young of an age. Sure. Um, I, I, I think from the names, though, that you gave me, I I think I might have gone with ETN. Even ET, though it might have been a little bit was of the reach. one that I did think about for a rebuilding younger squad. But I just the, the difference in value between ETN for me and and Taylor was it was it was too big. What what type of receivers were really there as well? So if I wanted to go receiver, it was uh, Tyreek Hill. No, not really for me. T. Higgins, not really for no. me. Uh, Devonta Smith, not really. Could have yeah. done that, but not really. I wouldn't have done that over Taylor. Stefan Diggs, no. Uh yeah, that that's that's kind of interesting though. If you really wanted to flip Diggs, I think somebody might have given you. That's sure. With an aim, not to really flip, for you though. With an aim to flip, I could have done it. Sure. And then DK Metcalf. Those were the receivers that were going late round two and then early round three. It's really not a ton of like star rookie and second year guys, and if they no, are, they're aren't. they're long gone. Yeah, they're, they're all like top fifteen. Not they they're not even in the top twenty, right? Like it's very twenty six and over guys that are they're, just like I mean, the, the, the big tier drop off. I think really happened after like Josh Allen went after me, because then you start looking at Eckler. Jacobs, Hill, Kelsey, all older guys, still a lot of star power there, 
but in terms of long-term control at reasonable ages that the, the drop-off just it's significant there yeah now that 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 is a significant that that sounds like a shitty spot to be in though really oh, altogether. oh very very shitty now um oh, there was something else that i wanted to, to bring up to you oh okay i found it so just with my team before we talk about this draft as a whole so in round 11 I saw that Sean Watson was still on this board. Could not believe my eyes. I, I was saying to myself, how Probably so mad you took old Joe Blue eyes in the, th- in the whatever it was. The third I, round. I, I, te- I texted you. I'm just like, bro, I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the clock here. Deshaun Watson's here. I, I, I was like, I have to take him. I, I, I don't care that I have Burrow. Having a combo of Burrow and Watson I mean yeah. that's that's really well, nice. Let me give you an let me give you a comparison here for Deshaun sure. Watson. So when I did my dynasty startup draft four years ago now, Deshaun Watson was the first pick in the fifth round. Yep. Yeah, just just for comparisons here. And now here I, here I am getting him in the eleventh round in my ranks. I think I had Watson at. I want to say I had him in the 90 range, uh, 77th overall. And I got him at in the middle of the 11th round. Yeah, that's that's just exceptional value. So that means the really QB run, QBs fell on the board. So, so other QBs were probably there too. So what, what this draft really did was by the end of round five, Eight of ten teams had at least one quarterback. And I'll read those, I'll read those uh those eight quarterbacks out. Lamar, Herbert, Holmes, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence, Fields, Hertz. Those are the quarterbacks gone by round five. Then round six. Wow, just seven, somebody took Justin eight. Fields before round five. Wow. Justin Fields in round five. And Ugh. then six, seven, eight. Nine, there were no quarterbacks at all. That's yeah. And then the fir- and one of the teams didn't have a quarterback. One of the rebuilding teams took Anthony Richardson with uh, their pick, and then went all the way around. The other team that needed a quarterback took a quarterback in round eleven. They took C.J. Stroud, and then coming back around when I took Watson. The other guy that was in my head that also went at the back end of round 11 was Kyler Murray. Jake, my question for you is, what would you have done? Would you have gone to Sean Watson or would you have gone Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray was behind yeah. Watson in my ranks by eight. Kyler Murray, 26 years old. Deshaun Watson, 27. I would have gone Kyler Murray. You would have gone Kyler? Okay. But it's close. Not like unquestioned, like... I personally would have gone Kyler simply for the rushing upside. I know Deshaun Watson is mobile, but Kyler runs a lot more than Deshaun Watson. I don't, I don't sure. really think that's up for debate. And I do like while the Cardinals situation now isn't the most ideal, they're not going to suck forever. This is kind of like a throwaway year with Kyler being hurt. And worst case scenario for Kyler is they're so bad. They get the number one pick and he goes somewhere that's better than Arizona. Could be San Francisco, could be New England. Yeah, I would say New England. I, I, I mean, I would just look in the AFC. I find it hard to believe that they would trade him uh, in with, the NFC, the especially. NFC. 
Yeah, I, I think it would be like a team like New England would be looking for a quarterback. The Raiders, maybe. If the, the Raiders definitely, thing, maybe. You know, it um, becomes awful. You could see maybe the Denver Broncos if the whole Russell Wilson, if they can get out of the Russell Wilson deal. Sure. The Titans. Um, the Titans are a great, another great example. Uh, other than that, it just takes one team. Bottom line is right. there, he would have a, a pretty uh, good market. And when healthy, Kyler Murray is a top seven at worst quarterback in fantasy with just how scoring goes. So I don't really blame you. Personally, I would have gone Kyler, but you see the 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 risk, the reward you can get with Deshaun Watson is pretty comparable here. You're not really missing out on a whole lot, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree. I just think the uh, the the odds that I could flip Deshaun Watson this year would just be greater than Kyler for for obvious reasons, which is really why I did it. But if I if I was going to keep one longer term, who is that guy going to be? And, and you have Kyler. It's like you're not really drafting either to be your starting quarterback either, so you are looking for a little bit of a, a guy that you can flip earlier rather than just hanging on to Kyler. Um, if you were looking for a guy to be like your franchise guy, and I think this would honestly be like my strategy if I if I uh, not if when I draft the dynasty startup, albeit at low state, but whatever. Um, I would probably go with like Anthony Richardson, Kyler. Watson and I would draft a guy like Aaron Rodgers to just be my guy for a year while such you know I'm kind of doing that already where I took CJ Stroud in the rookie draft where I'm hoping and I believe in Stroud and I have Rodgers now I'm hoping by the time Rodgers is done hopefully it's not anytime soon um, I can just hand it on over to CJ Stroud who's already developed that's kind of the model that I, I like to have with my my QBs in one QB dynasty formats Aaron Rodgers also in this draft went in round 16. Yeah, that's I think that's a great strategy for someone that's drafting a younger guy like one of the rookies or even like Kenny Pickett where you don't really know what they are. The word, if, if they bomb and flame out, you have Aaron Rodgers where you're getting some stability there for right. a year. He could buy you some time. So I want to go over the the team that drafted at the first overall spots. I know we had a quick discussion about this. That could just we can just kind of look at this team. Uh, full scale. Maybe you could provide what you would have done. So obviously you went Justin Jefferson in the first round. Then he went Travis Kelsey in round two. But then in round three, went T. Higgins over the likes of Devonta Smith, Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf. Uh Jake, I mean, I could read the full team out if you would like me to. Um, but this is it's a very weird team. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Okay. So it was Jefferson, Kelsey, Higgins, then Quentin Johnston. And Damian Pierce, Joe Mixon, Christian Kirk, Jamison Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, John Mechie, round 10, CJ Stroud, round 11, Tua, round 12, Chase Brown, round 13, Shuba Hubbard, 14, Cole Komet, Deonta Foreman, Jared McCannon, 17, Trey Lance, round 18, Gerald Everett, Marvin Jones, Mac Hollins, Matt Breida to close it out. It's a weird team. It's like he started to go for it and then was like, oh, no, I need younger guys and just kind of like reached on some younger guys. He didn't really stick to a plan here. And if I were picking 1-1 where I'm getting Justin Jefferson, I'm not going to waste 1-1. Like you're picking 1-1, like you're set up to win with, with, yes. with the best player on the board. I would go for it. And 
well, it's like it's like Damian Pierce. That's not really like a go for it type guy. You know, Damian Pierce for me is I don't want to say useless in Dynasty, but from where he's being drafted and the type of value that he could have for other people, he just doesn't have for me because that's a guy that I don't think is going to be the starter next year for the Texans. Personally, um, I, I could definitely see them bringing in somebody else I in the draft. Too. So it's a weird he he had a weird strategy i could see what he was kind of doing where he 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 wanted to kind of give himself a little bit of a, ch- a chance to pivot if he wasn't getting the results he wanted and he also probably wanted to give himself a chance to go for it more with some younger pieces but it just that requires a lot of work and that requires managers that are willing to do deals too that's another thing where a lot of people talk about doing trades you need you need another manager to want to do the trade, right? It all sounds great in theory, but you need to actually be able to execute that, right? If if another manager's not on the same page as you and doesn't share the same opinion you do, well, guess what? You did all that for nothing, essentially. And you were better off just getting pieces that would help you out now. So this is the team that I want to read to you that is the textbook go for it team. And just your overall encompassing thoughts. Jamar Chase, this is the two overall. Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, George Pickens, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Darren Waller, Darius Toney, Michael Mayer, Khalil Herbert, Tajay Spears, Daniel Jones, Tank Dell, Eric Gray, Darnell Washington, Jared Goff, Michael Gallup, Parker Washington, Raheem Mostert, and Gus Edwards. Yeah, that kid needs to win the league this year or next year. That absolutely, he needs to win the league at least once, or else he's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and that that is that was the that was the thought of pretty much everybody coming out of this draft was this was the best team, but the window for this team is three years maximum. And yeah, and look, if he wins the league, yeah, he needs to hit in these rookie drafts in order to have a shot. Otherwise. This is potentially a very long, very painful rebuild. It reminds me of this one team when we did it four years ago. He had like Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, um, Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, like he had guys that are that are win now guys, and he flamed out massive like flamed out massively and he's just starting to put it together now took him like a saw he still hasn't made the playoffs in four years where he was pretty close last year but hey he's gotten a little lucky in rookie drafts where he stumbled across jamar chase one year Brees hall last year with one one uh he had i think he picked like jsn this year with like the one three or whatever so he he's gotten a little lucky in rookie drafts but dude he he, he didn't win a game for for the second year of, of the inception of the league. Like he literally went winless until like maybe the last week of the year. Like he was oh and like twelve at one point. Cause he flamed out that bad. Because those guys were just at the tailor end of their careers and he thought and he caught them all at their last year of existence, essentially. So one of the one of the big picks from this draft that I really wanted to point out was I was very pissed that I didn't I didn't get him. Um Part of it was because I kind of thought maybe I was going to go uh, a Drake London route. Didn't end up doing it. Then I thought about maybe TJ Hawkinson. Didn't end up doing it when I took Jordan Addison. That was Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts this draft went at the 6-1. Jake, on a scale of 1-10, to 10, how great is that value? 
that's that's pretty tremendous value. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was like the one two of his rookie draft year when he came out of college, and I'm sure at the dynasty startups he was probably going in the third round if I had to make an accurate assumption. So that sounds like great value there. This is probably the latest value that you can get Kyle Pitts if he lives up to the the promise that we think he has this year. And this is a guy that they pro- they propped up to be the best tight end prospect ever coming out of college. He has to put it together sometime, right? And this is year three. This is kind of like year three is where, where tight ends really put it together. And that's why we're going with Kyle Pitts. I just worry about the quarterback situation, but the the quarterback situation like this year, I think he's going to have a good year. You have to imagine they're going to get a better quarterback in there at some point, Kyle Pitts's career. And when they do, he's just going to be even better. So I think this is a great pick overall. That's, that's one of the best values I've heard of this draft. This is one of the rebuilding teams. I thought about it over, over Jordan Addison. And if he, if he got to me in the sixth, in the sixth round, I was going to do it. But then at the turn, the, the slide did, did end. And that's when I was able to then take Brandon Ayuk in in the sixth round. Um, in round nine, a little a little run on tight ends. Darren Waller at nine two, then Pat Fryer with the nine five. I went down like at the at the nine six. Looking at some of the guys that were in and around the area, there Gabe Davis, David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett, Jonathan Mingo went in this area. I didn't want to take a tight end at this spot, but I wanted to take a tight end either around nine or around 10. And then when I saw Waller go, then saw Fryer Muth go, I think my hand was kind of forced in with, with taking Dallas Goddard. And I am pretty sure that the guy behind me was going to take Dallas Goddard. So I guess it worked out, but was Dalton Kincaid on the board or did he go before that? Dalton Kincaid went in round seven. That's a little early for me. It is. That's a For little that's a, that's a little early. And then the team then that team also doubled up and then the following round went George Kittle. Kittle's pretty useless for man dynasty man. I I agree. I agree. And then he he tripled down on tight end. He took Luke Schoonmaker um at the end. And there was there was some breaking news that came out I I saw on my phone a little while ago that with the injury to Luke Schoonmaker, um Jake Ferguson is now taking the majority of the tight end one reps for, for the Cowboys. Jake Ferguson talked about him last week. Yep. Jake Ferguson got drafted in the 20th round. Telling you somebody, you'll see this in a dynasty league, dude. If I went back four years ago and I showed you all the guys drafted 20th round or later, you're going to be like, holy shit. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's pretty insane. What, what the values you'll find in dynasty, but um, yeah, I, I think that's a little early for Kincaid. I think that's a guy that I would really want in Dynasty, but probably about where you took Dallas Goddard is where I would probably target him. So about a round or two too soon for me. Um, I, I would think about him or to a little bit of a lesser degree. I like Fryermuth. I think Fryermuth would have been the perfect guy for you. Just unfortunately, it sounds like he got sniped to pick before. So pick I think before. you prob- you probably would have went with Fryermuth. Um, 1,000%. So that kind of stinks. But Goddard's not old. He's not over the hill. That that's that's not bad either. Um, another interesting guy for a tight end. I think Trey McBride is a little interesting in Dynasty. If you're if you're looking at tight ends a little bit deeper in the pool, I think eventually he'll get some shine. Maybe not this year, but he's a good good little guy to stash and and just you know keep a hold of. That was one of the biggest mistakes that that I, that I made was taking Cream Hunt in the 18th round over taking a guy like Trey McBride. I mean, is Cream Hunt going to help me? Probably not. No, 
not Dude, a, uh, that was that was a big mistake on my part. I mean, it's the 18th round, so it's not really you know that big of a deal. It's not something that's gonna you know destroy me. Um, but it but sucks. Kareem, yeah, at the, yeah. The second the second that Kareem Hunt signs, depending depending on where he goes, uh, he might be a guy that gets flipped for you know like a third round pick or something, and then use that spot to go pick up uh go pick up a tight end on the uh, on the waiver on the waiver wire. I did I did make two claims as well. Um, with the taxi squad, I put Will Levis there, and then I stashed Rashad Bateman and Wandale Robinson on, on the IR, and I went and I picked up Kenyon Drake and and Desmond Ritter. Those are the two guys that I that I went and and picked up. Probably one of those guys I'll end up dropping and just going. Yeah, and get rid of Kenyon Drake. Really, come on. <laughs> it's 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 Deion Jackson season. We know. It's it, yeah, it is, it is always Deion Jackson. Jackson. He didn't he didn't get picked Desmond Ritter. No, Desmond Ritter did not get picked. That's fuck. That's excuse my French there, but like that's odd. He's a starting quarterback. I mean, how does a starting quarterback that's like pretty young not get taken in all those rounds? I, I would take a I would take a stab on him. That's what I did. That's what I did. Desmond Desmond yeah. Ritter. Did, Desmond did, Ritter did uh did Sam Darnold get drafted? That's another interesting guy. I feel like if he gets the nod week one. If he, if Darnold, if listen, let me tell you something. If Sam Darnold starts Week One for the Niners or takes over at any point this year, he becomes very playable in fantasy, in my opinion. Whomever the starting quarterback is for the 49ers is automatically someone that is going to be very, very interesting. I mean, Russell Wilson was drafted. Matthew Stafford was not drafted as well. I would take Stafford. I, I, I would drop Kenyon Drake right now and go get Stafford. Somebody could use Stafford at some point this year with the way quarterbacks hurt. I think Stafford's going to cook this year. In all honesty, he looks healthy again. Would you t- would you would you uh, hold Stafford or Ritter? I would just get rid of Kenyon Drake. You know, I don't know that that's like you know and ca- and carry and carry four QBs. Yeah, why not? Okay, and then and I mean one of the things I also wanted to do also was pick up another tight end, but I just feel like the two that I have, Goddard, Dolchich, I I think I'm covered. Yeah, for now, maybe another. I guess like a. a I'm just really thinking deep here. Let me. Let me. Let's. Let me just have a look. Go to the let, tight ends available. Now let me see what other tight ends are on the waiver wire. So the, some of the guys that are available: uh, Jelani Woods, Juwan Johnson, Hayden Hurst, Dawson Knox, Noah Fant. No. Not much. I think Jelani Woods is kind of interesting. Sure. If uh, yeah, like yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel. It's where's it's Hayden Hurst starting like, at these days? Uh, Hayden Hurst is in Carolina. Hmm. Not really that exciting though. Twenty nine. He's kind of just like a roster filler at this point. Like you're never going to really start. I think Woods is a little interesting because he's a young player and the unknown is kind of there with him. Right. Right. That, that would be the Avenue that I would, I would probably go. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the other options. I mean, Foster Moreau is 26. No. Yeah. Not Uh, him. Maybe, maybe Peyton Hendershot 24. If Luke Skomaker is not, is not the guy. Yeah. It's that's, that's a pretty, yeah. It's 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 so boring. It's so boring. It's, it's just like one. It's one of those where it's like, okay, you know, maybe maybe a tight end would be someone that is could be someone that I just go and get. Um, Ironically enough, Kenyon Drake is on my dynasty waivers too. 
And he, I, I believe on sleeper that he, he is the, the most, uh, the most picked up player. He is. So is Ronald Jones. And so is our good buddy. Marlon Mack is on waivers as well. Goodness gracious. Never, never, ever, ever. Um, let me just have a look here and see if there is. So is Demetri. Hang on. Sorry to cut you off. So is Demetri Felton. He looked pretty good in that Hall of Fame game. He did. He did. He, He didn't look half bad. He did not look half bad. Uh, Debo Samuel in the, in the fourth round, Jake. Yeah, or nay? Yeah, it's a big nay for me. I, I'm just not. I'm just not there with Debo Samuel in any capacity. I'm not. Nope, nope, not, not me. It's not my Ke- flavor. Keenan Allen going in the seventh round though was I think I think that's excellent. Yeah, you're kind of getting another year out of him though. Maybe I think three. I think three years you're doing a freaking parade if you get out of Keenan Allen. Uh, agreed. Agreed, and this is also this is also a team that is full on going for it. Yeah, so the, having Keenan Allen not too bad, and this is also a, this actually is a great segue to what I really wanted to talk about. So this team, in the first round at fourth overall, took Patrick Mahomes. Someone I said did it was that mine four years to ago too, and it actually happened. I'm just not a big but in in one QB league, just taking a quarterback in the first round or two. I just don't. I would maybe take Mahomes in the second round of a dynasty league. I, I, I that's the one. But first round QB, man, I just I can't get behind it with how many good QBs there are. Yep, Jalen Hurts also went at the one nine ahead of Josh Allen. Would you have done that, or would you have taken Josh? Allen? I would have. I would have taken Josh Allen. I would have too, for what it's worth. Um, and then Josh Allen went at the two six, and then the third round it was Herbert, and then Burrow. So I I had told you this that I really wanted to make sure that I had Joe Burrow. I, I wanted all blue eyes in this. I didn't I didn't care what the price was going to be. Uh, Joe Burrow was the guy that I wanted, and when I saw three three put in for a quarterback, I, I bro I was shitting my pants. I was full on shitting my pants. I thought that I'd signed up for this dynasty league where I wanted to have Burrow and I wasn't going to fucking get him. But I would want Burrow. I want to get so I want to get the second pick so bad. I really want that Chase Burrow stack, man. Some I got to pull it off sometime in fantasy. See, that's that's the thing that and this goes into into a whole other, a whole other discussion. He could have just very easily taken Burrow, because he took Lamar in round five. He could have just said, you know what? I mean, he's also a Giants fan, so Saquon in round three. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, holding dog, uh, raw meat in front of a rabid dog. But he could have had Jamar Chase, Tyreek Kill, and Joe Burrow. He could have had that Chase Burrow stack for the remainder of time. I know. Stacks work in Dynasty, man. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers won me a fantasy, a Dynasty championship, and they took me to three straight. The stack, the stack that I have, Sean Watson and Amari Cooper. That was not, that was not by design. That just managed to happen. Yeah, managed to happen, and both those guys could be off of my team before the end of the year. Yeah, just thinking back to that Rodgers Adams stack. There's been, no, I can't think of anything better than that in my existence of life. <laughs> Um, there's one thing that comes close. Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. Nah, yeah, kind of. Not really. Oh, bro. Rodgers bro. and Adams. Oh, God. Bro, how was it possible that you slept better at night 
with Antonio Brown in full I, point PPR. I slept better at night with Devontae Adams, I think, than Antonio Brown in full you point are, PPR. No, 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 you, you, no, 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 no. I might have. Antonio Brown would put up thirty with a put up 25, 30 points and a half. I have so never seen about, anything like it in my life. Oh, man. But, Devontae Adams was. But what I will say is, who have I won more championships with? Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. God that bless was... Devontae. I hope he can just make it through. I, I don't know. He that poor man is just stuck. <laughs> he, he he's yeah, he's he, he's stuck in he's stuck in like quicksand right now. Yeah, that is a brutal a situation. Mess, a mess of a situation. Yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty terrible. Um all right, so I think my dynasty discussion is done. But what I wanted to do with the with the time that we have left, Jake, is I want to let you because we we spent a lot of time talking about me. I'm not a selfish guy. I I like to have my 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 people have their moment in the sun here. So your dynasty draft, your startup. What are you thinking? What's what's going on in the head? What are some things that you want to throw out into the universe? Well, first off, I'm telling I'm trying to convince the commissioner like hey let's get rid of these defenses and kickers in dynasty what i i know he's going with defense with defenses and kickers in dynasty what the, i'm about what, to what? I, i'm gonna text him again and just say look we we gotta we gotta do something about that no no that's number no, one no that's no that, that's that's not okay um yeah anyway <laughs> My str- I don't know what pick I'm picking at too, so I, that comes with it, right? Like if I'm picking one right. one. I'm trying to win. Like I'm not wasting jo- Justin Jefferson just to come with a participation ribbon. But if I'm picking where you are, I'm gonna go very heavy for the future. I don't see myself taking anyone over like 27 years old, to be honest with you. I'm gonna go heavy, heavy wide receiver. Um, if I can get like Jameer Gibbs, that would be great. Um, if I get my buddy Brees Hall, that'd be great. Um. Outside of that, it's it's just very heavy young guys. But if I get like a Jefferson Chase, Philly, it's just like one of those two guys. There's really that's what's interesting. I feel like outside of those two, who's really like that blue chip, golden ticket young player that's just gonna dominate for the next five years? Like there really isn't any Bijan. A Bijan too, but we haven't seen Bijan play yet. Is kind of the on, thing. Like this, on paper, on paper, if you listen, like, if you listen to the hype that he has, we all we thought we all hang on, but we all thought Leonard Fournette was going to be that guy too coming out of college sure. when he was drafted sure. third overall. Like Zeke kind of what Zeke kind of was for like two two or three years. Yeah, and before and then he got before ran he signed into the, the contract. Before he signed the contract, Zeke was was definitely that guy. There, there's two platinum guys. It, it, it is Jefferson. It is Chase. After that, you start getting your diamonds in, in Bijan, CD, uh, Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle. Then you start getting, you know, to your your upper gold tier guys, Brees Hall, Alan Ra, Alave, Gibbs. And then you start getting into like that. You it's know, just the... so much less exciting not to have no, Chase it or is. Jefferson. Like it that's is. what I'm saying. Like, so I need to pick, I need to know where I'm picking at, but there's a very, I mean, look, dude, you have really, you have two out of uh, 10 chance, you know, you have a 20% chance here. Like that we're not talking a, you know, a phenomenal amount here of getting one of those two guys. So. Right. Right. Now, now, odds, ideally, are, odds are. 
ideally, what if you're picking? What if you're picking closer to the back? If you're in the if you're in the middle, that's one thing. I think middle you have a better chance at, at doing the at doing the tank strategy. But you're in the back, and you have that back to back action. If I could start my what do you, team, what do you think a, would be would be your move? Yeah. Look, I mean, I don't know where where the mocks are going, but if I can start my draft off with Garrett Wilson and Amon Ross St. Brown, that would be like a grand slam. It would be, it would be a home run. Yeah, that like if I'm picking tenth, and I can get Garrett Wilson and Amon Ross St. Brown. Or if I'm picking like eighth or ninth that I can get Wilson and Amon Ross St. Brown, that's like a touch them all walk off grand slam right there. So in, like, in, in, in this draft I did last night, the, the T that was at eighth overall went four straight receivers before he took Justin Fields. He didn't pick a running back until sixth until the sixth round, Javante. Who are his running backs? His running backs are Javante Williams, Alexander Madison, David Montgomery, Kendra Miller. Antonio Gibson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jeff Wilson. It's thin, but like I get what he's doing there. His receivers. You ready? Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Darnell Mooney, Donovan Peoples Jones, Tyler Boyd, Van Jefferson. Yeah, this kid got this kid's got a little bit of a similar mindset I do. Just the receivers last. Like running backs yeah. don't last. They yeah. don't last. They last four or five years. Yeah, I tried I tried to do a mix. I tried definitely tried to do a mix of trying to get my receivers, trying to load up on as many pass catchers as I possibly could, but with but within reason. Within reason and trying to do the strategy that I wanted to do, which was which was draft incredibly luck incredibly young like if i wanted to go tyree kill in the second round i could have done it completely abandoned the young strategy and said all right we're we're gonna go for this we're gonna go for this take a big take a big swing here and, and just kind of hope for the best but stuck to the guns uh drafted drafted really young and got my mix of guys that, that i really wanted that i think could also keep me keep me competitive but to be honest i, I don't i don't really give a shit about being competitive like as 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 silly as that sounds to all the non-dynasty players out there, I think a lot of people will, will listen to that and say, but why would you want to play in fantasy if you're not being competitive? Well, it's it, it's like any team in the National Football League. They're all going to show up to games on Sunday, but there are certain teams in certain situations where the team is not going to be very good. So what do you do? You play the games out. You hope for the best. If you manage to squeak out some good results, awesome but all in all you may not want to because there's this guy by the name of marvin harrison jr that is going to be available in rookie drafts next year and probably will be going at the one one that is the apple of my eye at the moment and that is someone that i really 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 want to have and the potential of having a receiving core built around the likes of garrett wilson jordan addison and marvin harrison Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's tasty. It's really, really, really tasty. Even though, I mean, listen, if I could maybe get Caleb Williams you know, or maybe have the shot at Caleb and then maybe trade that pick or hell, maybe even trade Joe Burrow at the end of the year and just rock and then rock with Caleb, you know, something like that. It's not out of the so question. You need some I type think. of plan. I, I hear you. That That's That's what I'm aiming for. 
it's really uh, the way that I'm looking at it right now is the dynasty experience for me begins at next year's rookie draft is kind of how I see it. And I'm just saying to myself, just get to that rookie draft. And then when you, when I know where I'm, what I'm working with, then go from there and then start to wheel deal craft, things like that. Now, obviously if I get offers, for some of my guys and, and and their you know premium premium offers, which include first first round picks, early you know second round picks. That guess what? I mean, I I have to obviously consider those because assets at the at the end of the day, they are king. They are definitely king in, in the in these kind of leagues. And I just feel I feel like you know Jake. I don't know if you're in the same boat potentially as I am, but I feel like people. There's two kinds of people. They either get too hung up about draft picks or they just completely write them off and say, ah, draft picks don't really mean anything to me when they absolutely do. Yeah, uh, you can't really hug draft picks. The deal needs to make sense for me. Like if I feel like if I'm like a piece, maybe two away, I'm going to part with those draft picks. But... And I also have to like the rookie class too, where it's like it depends on the year. Where you know, like this year, rookie draft class was only like seven, eight players deep, in my opinion, of guys that I feel pretty strongly about. Whereas, I, 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 let me just pull up my rookie ranks. Yeah, I can tell you, Bijan, JSN, Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Anthony Richardson. And he's a question mark. That's a question. That's a huge question mark. So there's five so guaranteed guys. That, I think that's that's what I'm saying. Like Quinton Johnston. Yeah, you know, right. didn't right. love him. Bryce. So, yeah. No. Again, like I, I like Bryce. Bryce Young, but like, is he is he ever going to be like a top five fantasy guy? Probably not. Probably not. So anyway, but like that's what I'm saying. Like if I'm sitting at like the middle, like if I'm sitting there like before the season starts or like at the trade deadline, and like I'm sitting there at like the middle of the pack. And, you know, I, I can make the playoffs and maybe make some noise. Like, screw it. I'm trading a first-round pick because chances are, like, I'm not starting whoever I'm taking in the first round next year. Right. And if I get burnt, oh, well, like, at least I tried. You know what I'm saying? Rather than just yeah, sitting you, on my you hands. You die trying. You die trying. Exactly. Um, I just want I, – I wanted to ask this as well. Cedric Tillman, guy that we love, guy that I took 15th round, I kind of dig it. Yeah, I definitely do. Just the, the issue is, and I think not really an issue, but a lot of people just view him as like, oh, well, you know, it's the third receiver at best right now, right? They look at Elijah Moore and they look at Amari Cooper being there. Whereas, you know, if you don't, if you're not really familiar with Cedric Tillman's work, like he could be better than Elijah Moore this year. I, I think he's pretty comparable to Elijah Moore. I think actually. He, he, he could be the second receiver in this offense. I think he'd be better than Elijah Moore. I think he'd be better than Donovan Peoples Jones, to be quite honest. Yeah. Exactly. So that's then people aren't really looking at it from like the full perspective of things. Whereas if you really watch Cedric Tillman and are familiar with what he does, he's more exciting to you because you know the talents there and the other guys on the depth chart are really not that whole. They're not really inspiring a whole lot. So they, he could easily leapfrog them. And then you got a nice return on your late investment. Uh, for comparison as well, Jalen Hyatt went in the 12th round. Hyatt would be a little bit more exciting for me because, and I like Tillman more just in terms of a talent, but Hyatt's got a little bit of an easier path to opportunity. opportunity. Yes. 
Yes. So I, and, I think and that there's the difference. Yeah, I think that that whole three round difference there is, is why. Like, I don't really hate that. I actually think Jalen Hyatt's nice little value in the twelfth round. To be honest here, I'm surprised that he lasted that late. And probably a draft populated with people from New York. Uh yeah, the guy that took Jalen Hyatt actually was is not a Giants or a Jets fan. Yeah, and so managed to get Jalen Hyatt in round twelve after he went Devin A. Chain in the tenth round, which really pissed me off. Like I, I was pretty good with just keeping it in check. But then Devin A. Chain went a pick in front of me after I was running up to the board to take him, and I, I, I was, I was pissed. I was not happy, and that's, and that's when I took, uh, took Rashad Bateman, younger guy. Hope, hopefully, he does his, he does his thing, and then I could tr- trade him. Very, very, very quickly before he inevitably gets hurt, which we both know is probably going to happen. Yeah. Um. Let me see if there's anything else that I wanted to bring up here. Um. Will Levis in the, in the 20th round? I think that's fine. Uh, just got to hope that he's going to be the starter at some point. I think that's fair, Jake. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried that he won't be, but. I guess we'll see what happens when the time comes. A little worried that he that it won't be for sure. I put him on the taxi squad. He's my taxi squad player. And if he's not if he's not the guy, then we look at drafting a third quarterback next year. And maybe maybe that does become a Caleb or a, or a Drake May. Um who knows there. Um I think that's kind of it. I think that's all that I wanted to uh, to really cover. So we'll 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 leave with this, Jake. Very quickly, you're in this. You're in your startup. You can have. You have to go. Say you're picking at the turn, picking it tenth overall. You're at the turn. You have to have two receivers. No, three receivers and one running back. Who are your four guys? Two receivers, hang on, say that again, two receivers and two running backs? Three receivers, one running back. Three receivers. Uh, Within reason. Well, and I'm picking at where again? At the turn. So I say, we'll, we'll say 10th overall. My, yeah, yeah, I'll go with my first two guys. Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go two, uh, three receivers, you said, or I'm sorry. So one more receiver, then one more running, and one running back. Um, Give me... That's a tough one for the third one. Give me, give me some examples. I'll pick one. I'm not uh, really so the guys that the went, that went in the, I'll give you guys that went in the third, fourth round in this draft. Uh, ETN, Chubb, Harris, Walker, Stevenson, Henry, Pierce, Pollard. Those are the guys that went three. To give me five. ETN. Give, yeah, ETN. And then the receivers here: Jackson Smith and Jigba, DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Drake London, Debo Samuel, Quentin Johnson. Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Jordan Addison, Jerry Judy, Zay Flowers. I like ETN the most out of the whole group. Over all those guys, and which and which receiver would you would you take? Uh I would I I I might screw around to take freaking Cooper Cup for some and, and flip him or or just see how it goes with Cooper Cup. But um out of all those young receivers, I would I would take JSN and and pray for the best. Agreed, agreed. That's probably what I would do. But Agreed. Cooper Cup's like a little interesting, though. I'm not gonna lie. 
And and JSN also was the first receiver taken from that group. JSN went ahead of Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. But honestly, Devontae Adams would be a little exciting too, because you know he's not going to be with the Raiders for long. Right. It could he could he be a member of the New York Jets. Oh God. One could only hope. <laughs> One could only hope. Well, that's gonna be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show for all Dynasty players. If you have any questions for our non-Dynasty players, if you have any questions, submit them to the mailbag we will be doing a mailbag in a week and then depending on demand we might do one more just depending on all of you uh the mailbag was pretty full when i checked so we might have to do two but keep sending in those questions and if mailbag is very full then we then we do two mailbags because guess what we are one month away from kickoff and jake we're one month away from kickoff. But do you also know what we are one month away from? The week one mailbag. The week one mailbag. It is right around the corner. We are one month away. Submit your questions for week one. It's a great program. We love the week one mailbag. Do it every Saturday throughout the season. Jake and I just have a grand old time answering your questions and for all the Superflex people out there, Jake will be very in on the Superflex market this year. Can't wait. Going to be a great time. So for Jake Simone, I'm Matt Bird. So I'm Bird, Jake, whatever the fuck we are, wherever the fuck we are. Everyone have a lovely, lovely, lovely day. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely life. And we will ta- see you on the next one. I fucking butchered the hell out of this outro. I'm just going to do my usual where I can't screw this up. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.